Hello, I'm Gemma Cray and I recently got the chance to chat with the cast and director of The Little Stranger at the European premiere in the Lighthouse Cinema. And I began by asking Donald Gleeson about his experience working with Lenny Abramson. Lenny, and it's not just with me, Lenny has it with all the people he works with. He has an ability to get the best out of you. And if I knew how he did it, then I would be an amazing director, but I'm not because I don't know how to do it. I don't know how he does it. He talks to you with an openness and an honesty and an understanding and a compassion and empathy and he's hilarious and he makes you feel at ease and he makes you feel like you're a part of something special and that you can bring something special to it. It's really, I, I don't know what it is, but it's amazing, it's addictive and it makes you want to do it more. And how important is a rapport for actors? And just say, if it isn't there, what could be some problems that might come up? Look, it's a, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because you read all the time about actors and directors not getting on, and sometimes there's great performances in there. For me, the best performances reveal something of yourself, you know? No matter how many accents or character stuff is going on, or no matter how much you change the way you look or whatever, there will be something of yourself in there, and Lenny... If, if you're not finding it, Lenny finds it. I, uh, so I don't, I don't know. I, like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I would much rather work with somebody who I go into work ready to say, here's everything I have, and if you ask me anything, I will do it because I trust you, than guarding yourself from somebody, which unfortunately I've had the experience of, and that's miserable. And how much of you would be in Dr. Faraday? Definitely some, you know. I mean, uh, we've all been sad. We've all been lonely. We've all wanted people to love us. We've all been in love and someone hasn't loved us back. Uh, we've all felt there are things we want that we can't have and we've all felt that we deserve things that maybe we don't. Um, so the best and the worst of myself is all in there somewhere but it's also mixed up with something I hope uh, a bit darker. And you... And I was going to say that you, at this stage of your career, can kind of decide on roles that you want. It, what is it that attracted you to that as well? Number one is Lenny. He called me and told me about a script, and it's like, yes, you know, like that's just the. There's, there's only a few in the world you would say just yes to immediately. Lenny is just yes. Second of all, it was a very different character for me, so it was a chance to explore something different. Uh, with someone I consider to be special. And then as it went on, the more and more people came to the project, Ruth, Charlotte, Will, Liv, these people are, these people are great people. So like, as it went on, it just got better and better. So like, I just hope we can get people to see it, you know, it's been marketed a little bit as a ghost story over yonder and that hasn't really worked and I, I hope people understand that it's a drama directed by Lenny Abrahamson and for me that's all I need to know. That gets me to the cinema, you know. Does going to a dark place in a film like this, does it sort of mess with the psyche a little bit? How, how are you kind of getting to those dark places on a regular basis? It's an interesting one, you know, it's all very uninteresting for people I think generally but I had a great time making the film and then at the end of it I just didn't work for a very, very long time. Like, I couldn't. And I, and I don't know. I, obviously, you carry something of the person. If you spend more time being the person than yourself, because they're 12-hour shooting days, so uh, some of it slipped in there. He's got, he's got some, yeah, he, he's got a lot of loathing, and he hates himself, and he hates other people. But I also liked him, and that confuses you too, you know. So 
by the end of filming, yeah, I wasn't ready to work for very. It's the only time I've ever taken time off after working because I needed it. I felt like the well was dry. So um, I don't know what we did or how Lenny worked me, but uh, I'm proud of my work in the film, and I'm even more proud to be in one of his. Probably a lot of psychology to do with acting as well. Is there any other sort of dark realms that you'd be interested in exploring as, as a performer? So much of it just counts from the person who's calling. I think the trust is just a huge thing. So. If somebody interesting calls with something which I feel I connect to, because you never know what you're going to connect to and what you're not. If you read it, you connect to it, and the person is right, then I'm there. Yeah. And then do you have any sort of tips or tricks for getting into that emotionally honest kind of free zone? No, I, no, I don't, because everybody's different. I think that as long as what you're doing doesn't screw up anybody else's process, everything's fine. My favorite actors are the ones who really talk to you, who really work you from the other side of the camera. Every actor on this film is like that. Very, very generous people. So maybe my advice would be try and find good people to work with because they'll get the best out of you. Yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. So following this, I got to speak with Will Poulter. He plays the emotionally and physically scarred character of Roderick. One question which I, like A, there was a lot going on with your character, with Roderick. Um, mental illness, disfigurement, stress, the stress of the situation, like the, the kind of burden of masculinity. How as an actor do you even begin to unpack that? Yeah, exactly. I think it's really interesting. You touched on uh, a lot of the things that are in the kind of concoction, which is, which Rod, and you know, like the film, Rod was a very textured kind of, you know, layered character, um, emotionally speaking. Um, he had a lot going on and was, was wrestling with a lot. I think some, uh, some pretty like toxic masculinity laws that he felt you know the need to abide to uh, abide by sorry um i think uh obviously the obvious ptsd from the from the crash that uh he experienced um as a, a burn survivor and given the kind of social climate i think he felt you know like he had to be confined to the to the home and then also i think you know we're dealing with a period in british history post-world war ii where there were some major social shifts and you know, those that belong to aristocratic society were dealing for the first time with the fear of losing dominance and losing status and losing financial wealth. And seeing him deal with that was also, you know, a reality. So, um, yeah, a lot, a, lot, a lot of things going on. And then, of course, the supernatural elements that are harder to explain. Um, but that was taking effect, too. And what effect do you, like, again, your, your, your face is your ability to convey emotions. How hard is it to um, really get to the crux of things when you have that much, much prosthetics on? How does it affect it? Well, it's interesting. I, in lots of ways, I felt like half the work was done for me. You know, half the expression, half of the character's interior was being kind of um, projected in, in lots of ways through the work that um, the, uh, you know, the makeup team did in advance of me kind of even really properly stepping into the role. So felt very grateful. It felt like cheating a little bit, you know. I owe half of the performance to, to them, for sure. And what sort of, um, A, just research to get into your character, or then B, sort of like emotional prep do you do before doing a film like this? Um, like, like every film, you know, I feel like the, the research can be compartmentalized quite a bit um, in the sense that you have the technical elements that refer to you know the, the the history that 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 film you know has in and around it um sometimes the unique sort of like skills or craft that that character might have 
um, the socio-political climate, and then you have the emotional side of things. And sometimes those things are more, you know, tied up together than than others. But um, I try and compartmentalize it like that. Know the know the the history of the the character and the time that the film was set in, um, and then uh, you know, aside from various skills and tools they may or may not have, then look at the emotional side and the kind of um, sensitive fibers that make up the the character emotionally speaking. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. You're very kind. For such a nice guy, he brings an incredible intensity as an actor. So it was great to chat to him about his process. So next up, we got to speak with Lenny Abrahamson. How do you feel over the years, because you've, again, grown up through the Irish film industry, that your style has evolved and developed? Well, you know, it's, a, it's always a difficult thing, I think, for a person to judge themselves, and it's probably other people can maybe speak to that better, but I think I'm looser in how I think about things. You know, I, I feel I, I, I obsess less about making rules for myself. You know, I, I and I think in a way the rule of the rule based approach, you say, Okay, what's our what are our parameters in this film? Sometimes that's just a way of, of fending off the horror of all the possibilities. And you can take that even with your genre of films that you've made. Yeah, I've made lots of different things. So for now I feel much like I can find meaning in different ways, you know? Both visually and in terms of the choices of the sorts of films that I make. No. Can we go one more? Yeah. Go, on, go on, one more. And I was going to say, how do you feel like the Irish film industry has changed over the years? Because you're now at the kind of the top. Well, yeah. well thank you very much. <laughs> um, I feel it's an amazing, I mean, it, I, I couldn't have imagined, not, ju- not even talking about myself, but just, you know, when Filmbase was being started in the 80s, and I was at those early meetings as a child of like 18 or 17. We're gone now. Yeah, it is, it is so weird that yeah. it's gone. But I think we could, none of us could have imagined that an industry with, like, would, be a, would be sort of as healthy as this, producing as many films with films that are traveling internationally and having an effect on an international audience and very kind of outward looking. You know, we used to obsess about what an Irish film should be as if there, would, there was one prescription for it, you know. And now I think there's a, a different sort of confidence here. And that is brilliant. And you know, and it continues to amaze me how many fine filmmakers we're producing for such a small industry. So yeah, I think it's at a we're at a very wonderful phase and I hope it can continue. And the fact that you and um, Black forty seven as well yeah. are out at the same time, like it really is this uh, the, the whole industry has evolved. Like this is yeah, I mean, like so even genres. So so there's like Lance's film which is doing incredibly well. I'm delighted for him. Then John Butler's off in um, Toronto uh, Paddy Brannock's in Toronto. Uh, you know, it's just there's so many people, and I remember all of these people. We were all scratching around at the same time in Dublin with no sort of infrastructure at all, and uh, just it's lovely to see everybody, you know, thriving. So I'm very happy. Well done, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And last but definitely not least, I got to speak with the amazing Ruth Wilson about her strong female character and the struggle that she faces. She's a complex character and I sort of partly feel like a lot of the characters in this piece don't really know what they want or who they are really. They're sort of finding it as the piece goes on and I think that Caroline eventually says what she wants and that's when it's stamped out. But she, um, 
it's a fascinating, also what's great is that people have picked up on the sort of patriarchy theme as well. This is going a woman who, I asked Sarah Waters about it, I wanted a bit of backstory because on the page it's all through Faraday's eyes. She is seen through his eyes. She, he's the protagonist in the novel. It's all about his subjective view of who this woman is and he fetishizes her. He looks at her legs, he looks at her body, he's kind of, it's, uh, it's pretty grim actually in the way that he really observes her. And um, so it's interesting, I had to sort of pull away from that and kind of find an objective version of that, but also what he might look at. You know, it's kind of interesting. But there was something I asked her about her past. Like I said, okay, so where's she been prior to this? And, well, she's at war, she was a wren. She would have been amongst women. She would have like had freedom, a taste of freedom. She would have sort of not been in the constraints of her hierarchical breeding. She would have been out of class. You know, they all have a singular purpose. And I think being around women would have been really interesting. And suddenly she's thrust back into the world that she lived when she was growing up. And that forced, forced into a relationship and burdened, yeah, and burdened by like the pressures of her family and, and what that, and the burden of that, but also this relationship that, and, and you know, that happens more often than not, you know, and it has happened for years that, Women or men getting into a relationship they're not really that keen on. It's sort of society, but also it's convenient, and maybe I should. He's not a bad guy. It's just maybe you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, she says no, and that's amazing. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. Just wondering, did you see that the the tides have been shifting much, and are you getting better scripts? Are you getting better opportunities? Um, I, I wait. Yeah, I think so. I think tides are shifting. And I just think it's going to take a few years for those sort of... I, I think the tides are shifting because there's already amazing women out there in screenwriters or directors or anyone behind the camera. So they're getting more opportunities now, I think. Or they're being listened to more and they're being, their work's being accepted more. So yes, it is changing. It just needs to be... It's going to be another few years for it to be really... Uh, to really feel the change. So The Little Stranger is in cinemas now. Make sure you catch it on the big screen. Don't forget to check out filmireland.net for our review of the film.